the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Shane Bourne. Thanks for coming in, Shane. What a huge, thumping, pulsating pleasure it is, Tony. I'm sorry you're not here on Caftan Week. That's next mm. week on the show. Damn. We're Silky. all going to be sporting satiny caftan lounges. Oh. We've said it. Now everyone thinks we should do it, Ed. We're going to. Uh, Cavalier's Believe It or Not is coming up. Outrageous, thank God you hear improvisations that you've had to use in real life. Yep. We're going to be putting a bit of that through the mill. Mm-hmm. And are we going to be singing today, Ed? Hopefully. A oh, lot yeah. of people want to hear our Jihad Jack song oh, again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember the words. Uh, we can't put it up on the podcast nah. because of uh, copyright issues. Mm. Do you think Borny would be impressed by a bit of singing? <laughs> oh, I love it. love to hear it. Do you sing together in harmony? Or? He doesn't think we're really going to do this. Nah. Here we go. <gasps> they call him Jihad Jack. <laughs> Who knows when he will launch a sneaky attack. <laughs> Come on, his facial hair, it's quite suspicious A beard with no tash, I think you know what I mean He's Islamic and that, or something like that I'm sorry, haven't quite got all the facts They call him Jihad Jack I hear apparently he trained at some camp And something else about his wife is said that they've never met I mean, how suspicious is that? He should have gone to NIDA, not Al-Qaeda Also, I read somewhere life's sweet, yeah Now the Jihad Jack is off the street Life is sweet, now Jihad Jack is off the street There's a smile on the face of everybody that you meet I've gone and got myself a great big plasma screen So thanks for that (laughs) Jihad Jack Life is sweet, now Jihad Jack is off the street Got more sandwiches than I could ever eat (laughs) And a table tennis table that's concrete So thanks for that Hooray for Jihad Jack Let's hope Osama never smuggles him back You know somehow I think we've grown to love him Despite all the facts like him meeting that bloke with the teeth He's deadly as hell, but cuddly as well Trotting through the car park in his manacles Hey, check out Jihad Jack I think he's gonna get his life back on track He needs to go back to the life he had But with less jihad Maybe take up guitar Keep your head down and then Call Harry M He'll tell you what to say and when And then you go on dancing with the stars I think that's enough of that Let's get this program started <laughs> That's Queen. I want to break free here at Triple M. It's get this. Good morning, everyone. Myself, Tony Martin. Uh, that bloke over there. He's lost the telltale sandwich bump. <laughs> he's runway ready. He's Ed Cavalier. Thank you. And what about over there? He's got the levers believing him. It's Richard Marsland. Oh, Thank yes. you. Pleasure to be here. Yes. And a fat fake round for Shane Bourne, if you would. Oh yeah. That's oh, the one. That's the kind I like. I like him fat, and I like him fake. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we hear. Hey, sorry, we had to subject you to the singing there. I love it with the passion. Yeah. It should be released. It is just... <laughs> man, I, I can see... Caftan Day, when's that? Yeah, that's next week. Well, uh, I would put the caftans on, roll Jihad Jack, and get into a conga line. Fast. 
There the we go. Here somewhere. Here we go. I reckon it's a goer. What's the check? That's the check for one hundred and twenty nine dollars seventy five, Nikki. How um, many? Uh, how many caftans we get for that? That gets us four caftans, four satiny caftan oh, lounges, satiny promising you around the clock comfort. You've probably seen around the, the clock comfort. Absolutely. That's impossible. No, it is. It is possible. There's always a point in the day where you want to have a bit of a scratch. It, <laughs> it flatters every figure, Shane. Every figure. It does. Can you, wear it, can you wear it in the shower to wash it yeah, so you never the, have to take oh, it off? You never have to take it off. That's the beauty. But don't go thinking it's a moo-moo. No, it's not a moo-moo. <laughs> that it's would be damn, I'm getting confused <laughs> That'd here. be ridiculous. <laughs> what magazine was this in, Nicky? It's in your Take 5. Surely. In Take 5? Surely it was in Take 5. The Bulletin, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants one. These satiny caftans are so elegant you can wear them while entertaining. <laughs> Or even for a candle-lit dinner for two. That would be dangerous. Now, in, in the one caftan. Now, that would be nice. Yeah, but you don't want them near a naked flame. No, I would that's have thought. true. It would be a satiny nightmare. <laughs> but, yes, okay, you've come one week too early for caftan week. Sorry, Shane. That's okay. I can live with oh, that. Oh, it's in the TV guide. And as for that check... Um, I don't want to say anything more about it mm. on the grounds that I may incriminate myself. I'm <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry, I've stolen Steve Vizard's yeah. new catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> I love he's coming out of court. He's, he's even doing a Letterman uh, rip-off coming out of court. There Look, he he's goes. the old, old oh. tug on the collar. Another tug. <laughs> He'll throw the pencil in a minute. Oh, I'm sure he will. The um, Now, obviously, we're not here to make jokes about the death of Steve Irwin, but nope. I'd just like to point out that ABC Radio yesterday in Melbourne announced that uh, Steve Vizard had died by mistake. Really? Really? Yeah. And I heard that, and I'm thinking, oh, that's for tax reasons, surely. <laughs> it's a dog. <laughs> anyway, can climb on that. Let's get back onto tasteful ground. Uh, Shane, obviously you're doing Thank God You're Here. That's coming back tomorrow yeah, night. Yeah, tomorrow night on 10, 7.30. In all the tumult and zaniness. Tumult. tumult. I'd say tumult. But anyway, come on. Well, we say albino, you say albino. I say caftan. There you go, caftan. <laughs> uh, satiny caftans. You know, people might forget... <laughs> That you're also a proper actor. Well, proper How many AFI awards did you win for that MDA? Couple. Couple. Couple? Yeah. I like to say, I know this sounds like a bit of a wank, two-time. Very nice. <laughs> I say that, it just sounds a bit more sporty. <laughs> two-time right? AFI Sounds like you've actually winner. done something. Two-time. And you did, and it was proper acting. And they handed you a few gongs, and maybe a few people weren't aware that you'd done a lot of uh, proper stage acting over the years. Bit of theatre over the years, but, you know, that's only 3% of the population go to the theatre. Very true. Mm-hmm. And it's the same 3%. Yeah, it is. That's <laughs> right. Oh, there's a lot of others who like dinner theatre, so that'd be uh, another 3%. That's true. Well, the Dirty Dick crowd. I think, um, it's, you know it's a good play when there's a meal. That's what I always say. <laughs> Well, look, I'll go along with that. I always make sure I eat before I go to the theatre <laughs> yes. or very soon after. That's why I like these 6.30 shows they have. Because ah, yes. yeah. you can get in, get out, get into the tucker and have a few wines. There's nice. I get a bit nervous in the theatre that I'm never going to eat again. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> what plays are you going to? <laughs> Please. But you have, you've done a lot of your serious theatre over the years. I have and I've enjoyed it immensely. And, you know, I... Uh, you know, and I'm, I want to just let everyone know that there is a lot of serious theatre in the background with Shane Bourne. Yeah. But I've been on the internet and I'd forgotten, Shane... Here we go. ...that you were in the down-under version of Are You Being Served. Were you not? That's right. Of course I was. Because we love these down-under versions of old British yes. sitcoms from the 1970s. Well, it would have sounded good if they had have called it that, don't you think? What did they call yours? Well, it's just Are You Being Served. Oh, but right. Are You Being Served down-under. Because it was Father Dear Father down-under. Another connotation. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Dublin Tondra, they and, miss. And surely yeah, yeah, one yeah. they would find difficult to resist. Oh, I can't I believe. Thought so. I can't, <laughs> can't believe we... over at, you know, Are You Being Served HQ, 
queue, they turned down a double entendre. <laughs> I think it was so it. staring him in the face. <laughs> now, they were too close to it. That's now, true. They were too as close, close as Mrs. Slocum's. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Business. Now, who, who, which, who were you, Shane? Yeah, now, now let's just get this laid out because yeah. when they would do these, there would only ever be a couple of people from the original. So who was in A being served down under from the original? John Inman, oh. who played Mr. Humphrey. Uh, yes, correct. I'm free. That's right, oh, yeah, continually that's available. Yeah. Continually available <laughs> and uh, used to walk with his knees clamped together. He showed me how to do the walk. Once. Did he? You get 20 cents, you put it between your knees and you get the other 20 cents and you put it between the butts of your cheek. All right. No, no, the cheek of, cheeks of your butt. <laughs> Sorry. 40 cent it's, walk. It's the confusion of being down under. <laughs> but hang on, so every and time you see him on that show, on those old episodes, there's a bit of currency up the back door. A fair bit. That was probably the, the way it was for the week. <laughs> we, were, we were... We were... Per diem. <laughs> Where do you want yeah, per diem? Right. Just the usual. <laughs> <laughs> we were, in fact, paid cash. We were paid oh, cash. Really? Don't you think that's amazing what, for the television end of the these days? End of the app, the producer would come up and go, there's something for you. There you go. <laughs> and he'd give you a bit of folding. <laughs> but anyway, back to your, your point. Yes, John Inman was the only original. Yes. And the whole story was he'd come out and he's working at the sister... He'd come out, finally. <laughs> sister store. <laughs> the well, sister he store. He had, he had a personal assistant. Right. He came out with... <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> So it was pretty much the so same what about show, but with Australian kind of actors. And who was Mrs. Slocum? Who was... June Bronhill. Right. Um, and Pussy and up to scratch. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you've got to, you've got to. You can't resist. Well, you know, she was a famous opera singer. Ah, fair enough. And so when she got into trouble... Pardon moi. She, she'd, <laughs> she'd break into, you know, La Boheme. Right. And who were you when she break, got into I trouble? I was the junior salesman. I was uh, John Inman's, Mr Humphrey's offside. Oh, you were Mr Lucas down I under. Was Mr, but I was actually, uh, what was his name? Mr Randall. Oh, okay. Mr Randall? Yeah, what do you want? So I kind of affected one of those things without doing the English accent, but I had the kind of, you know, Widgie, yeah, that'd be right. Yeah, bloody marvellous. That was a bit of Harry H. Corbett. Yeah, no, it was a bit like that. Yeah. Or sometimes it sounded a little bit like uh, the guy out of on the bus. Oh, not I'll Blake. Get you, I'll get you, Blake. It is a fine line. Somebody See, else. someone else. Ed Cavalier. Ed Cavalier thinks it's a conspiracy amongst older people. <laughs> what? That they love... <laughs> No, I saw it the other night. <laughs> Come on. I'm not you... walking around thinking of the guy on On The Bus. Yeah. But it was on the other night because yeah. Russell Gilbert is hosting, uh, yes. uh, you know, Ed. comedy from the vault. Come on, Ed. I've seen you doing Screech from Saved by the Bell <laughs> around the office. Haven't. I have. Oh, you yeah, Screech yeah. up all the time. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, have a go at it, Ed. Yeah. You gotta, it feels good yeah. to do. I'll get you, Butler. You've got to get the mouth yeah. going. I'll get you, Butler. Give it a go. You know what you I, want what am I? What am I saying? I, I'll get I'll, you, Butler. I'll get yeah, you, yeah. Butler. Butler is uh, the, the character's name. Give it a go. I'll get you, Butler. No, no, you gotta, you got you got to <laughs> get your mouth going. <laughs> I'll get you, Butler. No, 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 no. I think, I think it's a generational thing. <laughs> it's a generational thing. I think the gene has died. The secret is handed down, but the lineage has stopped. Right, okay, how did we get here? We're talking we about Jane's... We always get here. We always... Oh, serious acting career. Yeah. And how many minutes are we up to, Nicky? Oh, Blakey's pushed us into the red. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to play some music. We'll be back with Shane Bourne in a moment. Cold hard bitch. That'll be Jet here at Get This on Triple M, brought to you by the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito. Uh-huh.
That's not the right thing. <laughs> the classiest van on the market. We're trying to impress Shane Bourne, Richard. The Mercedes-Benz Vito. Oh. What extraordinary safety features, including a pan flute with every <laughs> Mercedes-Benz Vito. Uh, Shane, you're here on a good episode because it's the one you're in. Uh, what are we talking about here? <laughs> Where are we up to? Sorry, I say that. we were talking about how you're being served. Then we got onto on the buses. So yeah. let's let's get let's get past you know the war years. Yeah, I remember seeing you on stage. Uh, you did great compare. Well, you and Glenn Robbins were the two best compares in uh, Melbourne comedy, at least oh, uh, yeah. in the late eighties. Well, we had a lot of experience doing that at, yes. at, at uh, venues like the Last Laugh and mm. all those kind of places, and it was good fun. And the thing was back in, once again, back in those days, um, was the fact that that's the only place you could see that kind of contemporary comedy. Right. Now it's everywhere. It's yes. on radio. It's, I know. Isn't that bad? It's, yeah. uh, it's on television. But back then you had to queue up right. to uh, hear someone do a joke with the F word in it. <laughs> and pay good money. Yeah. <laughs> and what, so what came first, the acting or the comedy? Yeah. Well, the first, the first work I ever did was stand-up comedy, and there were no comedy clubs as such back then. Right. This is so kind of early 70s. So where'd you do it? Well, there was a... I rocked up to the George Hotel. There was a big show on there in the... Uh, in the I think they call it the... Is it the Sea View Lounge or something? Anyway, back then, it was a show called My Bear Lady. Oh, this is... <laughs> right. Wait a second. Okay. Yeah. Hold your horses. <laughs> My Bear Lady... Uh, the guy around it was Art Luden, an old showman. They'd do anything. Yeah. He used to actually, do, he used to sell tea out at the Royal Melbourne Show right. with one tea bag. He'd make about 300 cups. <laughs> Brilliant. Apparently he made a fortune. And who was in My Beer Lady? Well, it was a whole bunch of strippers. Yeah. But classy. But yeah, it sure. was a proscenium art show, if you know yeah. what I mean, like a theatrical show. Yeah. Um, it had dancers, uh, guest artists. He used to compare. Mm. And um, it had some acts like Jeanette Pleasure who I was so in love with. Well, she was a glorious erotic dancer. Oh. Jeanette Pleasure. And all of them, they had. They did three numbers, three songs. The first song would just be the gloves coming off. Oh, right. It took them that long because, you know, they were long gloves. Yes. Um, and the second they'd do something else. She never got all the gear off, She but she'd turn around at the end, Jeanette, yeah. and she was starkers. Good God. And she was absolutely gorgeous. I was in love with her. I could never find out if there was a Mr. Pleasure. <laughs> she had a kid who was about seven or eight. I tried to make friends with him, but he didn't like me at all. Yeah, fair enough. There was another act called The Mighty Atom. Yeah. And she was about five foot. Ah, right. She was the first person. <laughs> she was the first person who ever said chookers. Really? To me, I got the front of my life. <laughs> I was this just one. about to start, and she said chookers. <laughs> what? Uh, so where do you fit into yeah. this well, uh, new sandwich? <laughs> where are you? Who are you coming on to, between? Well, one I used to carry the Marty Atom snakes on. She had <laughs> she had a bunch of snakes in a laundry basket. <laughs> A kind of wicker basket. Snakes and in I, a laundry basket. Write that down as an idea. I had to take it on before she started. A big curtain and all this kind of stuff. And then she would come out of a tent as an Indian, as a squaw. Good. Right. Um, to the good, the bad and the ugly. <laughs> right. I can't do it. Can't whistle on kid. Um, and she'd stamp around and drop the gear. Um, <laughs> and then now welcome the comedy stylings yeah. of uh, young Shane Bourne. And I'd come on and die in the butt. Oh, no. Really? The first words I ever heard on stage, I'm in the dinner suit. I've, I've the dinner the suit. I'm in the dinner suit. Uh, first words I've told some lame, get off, you poofter. Yeah. <laughs> it gets first, that just walking yeah, down the street, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
get off your pub. It was all men at yeah. this place, apart from one woman with really short hair and a suit. <laughs> and, um, but that's where I got my grounding. Wow. And is that, you know, in those days, was that the only place you could do stand-up? You know, well, it was after nearby. Jeanette Plaisure? It, it was nearby. It was, it was nearby. <laughs> and I've got to tell you, they had a big sign out on Fitzroy Street back yeah. in those days that said, this is the show, and the first letter of each word was ridiculously exaggerated and capitalised, so it's spelt tits. <laughs> right. My bear lady, tits. <laughs> so you knew what you were in for. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and you wouldn't be wanting a bloke in a dinner suit. No. Making, um, you know, wry observations. Yeah, no, they weren't wry and they weren't observations. No, but they, they were pathetic, weren't. pathetic, bloody, you know. What do you get if you're cross? <laughs> but by the time, yes, I can imagine. I can imagine what you get. Yeah, that's right. It'd be easy to get rid of. Yeah. But when I first saw you, you were doing a lot of, uh, I mean, it was the other end of the pool. I remember you presenting Combo Burko, which was a pretty what's, surreal. What's Combo Burko? That was the bloke we talked about. He used to have his head in the bucket of death. Oh, remember I that bloke, Tim oh, Scully? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. guy's great. I, I forgot about him. You were presenting data as theatre, basically, yeah. by the time I yeah, saw you. Yeah, now, there was a lot, those were, in those days, there was, it wasn't just stand-up, was it? It was, it was kind of oh, alternative it was cabaret. It was all and, happening. And, and all that kind of stuff. you, in those days, you've grown apart, but you bore an uncanny resemblance to Steve Martin, I remember in those days. And then didn't yeah. you work with Steve Martin? Did, 1993. He was out here with his then wife, who was doing The Man from Snowy River in more ways than one. Right. And, <laughs> That's um, true. <clears throat> He um, he took the opportunity while that was going on to workshop a play. Okay, with <laughs> I know you. What I'll do. <laughs> so Neil Armfield, the uh, theatre director, got a whole bunch of people together, right. really good people: uh, Jeffrey Rush, Richard Roxburgh, a yep. um, whole bunch of people, and we workshopped a play called Picasso at the La Panagile. Yes. And um, it was just a joyous experience, um, 10 days working with the comedy God. Mm. And he was uh, a glorious, uh, generous, inclusive kind of guy and a bit of a genius. Right. He'd come in every day with the laptop and he'd rewritten the thing and all this kind of thing. I actually own his bike. You own Steve Martin's bike? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I pinched it. Yeah, you've been stealing <laughs> from Steve Martin for years. Well, I've been hanging around the bike shed. <laughs> I've been stealing from that. <laughs> Sorry. Keep going. Sorry. Move on. <laughs> Delayed reaction. Uh, yeah, I've got his bike yeah. at home. Is it a good one? <laughs> <laughs> that takes the cake for the worst question I've asked. No, it's not right. well, Was it a bike? Does Steve yeah. Martin get around? Well, it was an Apollo. Uh, on the, years, I've got. told you this before. I, saw him, I saw him biking up the street one day when he was here. He would just bike around everywhere. They were trying to, the paparazzi were after him, could not get a photo of him. Mm. He was staying at the Como. I think he used to get out through the car park right, back right. and go down the bike track along the Yarra to the Playbox Theatre in South Melbourne. Very nice. They could never get a photo. They had a photo on page three of the son of his bike, which I now own. <laughs> Here you go. Uh, look, Shane, there is so much more to get to. Uh, we've, we've barely scratched. <laughs> That's my entire life. What we've, are you talking about? We've not really mentioned, thank God you're here, and there's so much more on the resume, but we've got a bit of business to take care of. Uh, I received a... Um, an email, I haven't got it here, but I do recall that it was from a man describing himself as Kyra Knightley's future husband. Hey. He claims that in five months of this program, there's only been one fart joke. I know, it's shocking. Really? Only one fart joke. He, he thinks we're well below quota. Yeah. 
We need a new fart joke, <laughs> preferably a new John Howard fart joke. Okay. So this is the best I've come up with. My message to the people of West Papua are, is simply this. Uh, <laughs> that's my message to them. Mr Howard, uh, please. Well, uh, oh. if I'd have held it back, you'd have said, why have you held it back? Why have you covered it up? Someone open the door! Shocking horror, another cover-up. There you go. Our second fart joke in five months. What was the first one? Do you remember? <laughs> it was that one, but it was shorter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and we, I think there's a new one scheduled for November. <laughs> Get this. A huge burden on people who should never have been treated this way. For the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito on Triple M. Let's get this around the nation on Triple M. Shane Bourne is with us, uh, lending a touch of much-needed gravitas. (laughs) Gravitas? (laughs) With a capital G. (laughs) That must mean, thank God, you're here is back. It Mm. is tomorrow night, not tonight, tomorrow night. Yep. That's going to be great. Can that say who the guests are yet? We certainly are. It was in the paper. Oh. Yeah, Yeah. so we can. And they were a fabulous lineup of guests. One who'd been on previously, Hamish Blake, who we oh, know yes. and love. Yes. From Real Stories. Mr. Y on this program. Yeah, we're meant to call him Mr. Y, but there you go. Oh, Mr. Y. Okay. <laughs> uh, three new people. Um, Arne Doe. Yeah, he's good. He, he was glorious. It was like watching Arndo. the Dalai Lama do a tight five. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, he's got the most glorious, charming. He does do a tight five, the, the Dalai Lama. Yeah. And then he, he uh, winds up with a visit Mr. Methane's gear. <laughs> He loves it. Well, I've got some really good what do you get when you cross jokes. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, what do you get when you cross the Chinese government? <laughs> Sorry. Exile. Yeah, exile. Um, so we've got Ando, we've got Cal Wilson. From New Zealand. Yeah. From New Zealand. is a lovely comedian. And the amazing Mr. Tony Martin. Tony From Martin. New Zealand. It's the half New Zealand episode. Tony Martin. And I've yeah. got to say... Um, you know, we thought, oh, we'll we'll kind of you know get back into the groove by about ep three, and the new in series two exploded out of the blocks. Really, all I can You've remember is watch this show. I remember saying coming up with a brilliant uh, improvisation. It was just, um, <laughs> and I used that one about five times, <laughs> if I remember. Well, you've got time. This is the beauty of this show. You've got time to think. People, yeah. people, endow you with that because they they actually put themselves in the situation and mm. think this wouldn't be easy. That's right. The audience are so on side, but it's still terrifying. But, hey, you want to see some great improvisation, the yep. musical improvisation of Ed Cavalier. What have you got for uh, us today? Yeah, boys. I've got a mandolin, uh, and I've also got a recorder, which I've uh, hooked up to a small keyboard. Oh. Okay. Two, three, four. That's very impressive. Oh. Thank you. I hope it's not the Hooters. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the Triple M music jury was front stacked with Hooters fans, uh, as Ed was saying off air. Um, it is the Hooters. It is, get this, Triple M. We've got Shane Bourne here. Um, I think we're going to do a new... Se- is this a new segment, Ed? Or? Uh, no, it's a recurring segment. All right. Do yeah. you follow Ed's segments, Shane? Do you want me to be honest? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah, okay. Fair well, enough, man. Well, then... Totally pre- fair enough. But that's a, I'm very excited. Get mm. ready to be blown away. Here we go. You're going to be blown through the back wall as we play Cavalier's Believe It or Not. Believe it or not, everyone have things that they hide. Believe it or not, he loves Nickelback. He does. Everybody. Yeah. 
Okay. How does it work? The way this one works is that I've taken uh, real-life stories from my boyfriend's Take 5 and That's Life magazine <laughs> interspersed with stuff that I've made up. So, Shane, I uh, I give you a headline, and then you all say whether you believe it or not. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. Let's go to the first one. Debbie spent four days in the mud. Believe it or not. Believe Debbie it. spent four days in the mud. I mean, why would you make up Debbie? I mean... Believe it, Tone, or not? I do, That has to be uh, real. Yes, Shane? Yes, I believe it. Rich? Uh, I don't believe it. Uh, you're wrong, Rich. It's absolutely unanimous. Look at this. Someone's written in and said their daughter, Debbie, spent four days in the mud uh, making a Professor Dumbledore <laughs> mud sculpture. And doesn't it look good? <laughs> right, and someone clinked a champagne glass <laughs> at some point, apparently. Ready? Uh, sorry, that is a new story. How early on in the mag do they bust out that uh, bombshell? That's your, first, that's your headline. That's your first pager. That's that's what gets people involved. <laughs> All right. Uh, ready? Here we go. I'll marry you if you buy me a Snoopy doll. Believe it or not. Shane? Pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> He's referring to the segment. <laughs> I'll marry you if you bump. Uh, yes, I believe in. Uh, yeah, I reckon that's real. No, that sounds like Cavalier, pure Cavalier. No, Marslin, you're zero for two. Look at this, Snoopy heaven. A woman with $50,000 worth of Snoopy gear got proposed to, and she said, I'll only marry you if you buy me a Snoopy. Uh, there you go, they're on the piss again. Thank <laughs> 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 what is that meant to represent? Well, that, that you two got it right. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, so it's a positive. Right. It's, an, it's an affirmation. Yeah. Absolutely. It's thumbs Good. up. Go. Thumbs up. <laughs> Next. Watch you maybe right and win. Believe it or not. Now, watch you maybe right and win. Oh. I, I don't think that you could possibly win anything. No. <laughs> not even the respect of your peers by watching You May Be Right. No one believes it. And you're absolutely right. <laughs> Nobody wins if you watch You May Be Right. Is that still on? <laughs> Is it still on? <laughs> Did it even make it to the end of one ep? I think yeah. so. I think it just just barely. All right, here we go. My cat speaks English. Believe it or not. That's cavalry. It's yes. always cavalry when it's a cat. Is that right? No, I believe it. Thank you, Shane. Oh, uh, really? Well, Rich? Uh, no, I think it's from you. Yeah, no. Do you have a clip there for me, sir? Hang on. What are you saying? You've got... A clip of a cat speaking English. I've got two cats that can speak English. Get uh, oh, cats. Yeah, that's a preparation issue. Oh, it's a preparation issue again. Listen, what are you, syncing up the cat? This <laughs> come on, puss, come on. So, right. Why are there so many preparation Here issues we go. in this Here we segment. go, ready? Let's listen to the first one. Hello. Right, Ooh. now, just oh. in case, Martin, you think that I've mocked that up. Oh, yeah. Right? Here we go. That cat says hello. Yeah. Now, let's have a listen to the cat. Now, the first bit is the cat just meowing, and then we clearly hear some English. Let's, let's have a listen, Rich. Hey, Mama. Mama. <laughs> See? Wow. What same, did it say? Sa let's go again, mama. Rich. He goes, same Mama. Then he goes, meow, like meow, and oh, then yeah. same Mama. English, okay, Mama. One more time. Here we go. Oh, we're having preparation issues. So, the thing is... <laughs> You got it? That's mama. But how, you see, to say mama went meow, then we don't know what she did to the cat. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> to we make know. it say mama. <laughs> she didn't say say mama again. She maybe got the thermometer out or something. It's disturbing footage. And later, um, the cat... Mentions the all-new Mercedes-Benz Vito. That's what I'm told. Whilst playing the pan flute. <laughs> As always. In what, a caftan. Have you got something real for us, Ed? One more, one, one more. One more. <clears throat> I can't tell the difference between my daughter and her dolly. Believe it or not. That's ludicrous. There's no way that's real. That's just... 
I can't believe that. I think that's true. It, you're right, Rich. You're right. A lady's written in and said that her daughter was sleeping and went in to wake her daughter mm. and it was a doll. Mm. It was a doll. Yeah. Right. And how did the doll get there? Doesn't say. This is a Doesn't say. <laughs> so what, they just write in these things? Yeah, you win 50 bucks. What, for the weirdest? No, for your real life. If your for, life, look. If your life the, is interesting. The Snoopy woman got 200 bucks. The woman with the child in the dirt, she got 50 bucks. Well, then you guys make some up well, send it and clean up. That's tr- a good idea. We're trying to do that on Funny Stone videos. Yeah, oh, but I think they're right I don't, That story, I don't think the doll one, was that confirmed by onlookers, insiders, uh, so fellow a, diners? Yeah, no, a pal, a pal and a luncher. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. As yeah, long yeah. as a luncher was on board. <laughs> a fellow luncher got it. I've got a, if you've got another Believe It or Not queued up. It's Richard Marsland's 30th birthday. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yes, it is. Yes, oh, no, that's not true. Really? And his mum has said something from Adelaide, oh, and here it comes it now. Oh, look at that. Balloons it's, oh, and a gun. Oh, it's, oh, a, <laughs> it's a hamper. It's and a, some champagne. Why not uh, Why not open it and share it round? My, my mother has never sent me a fruit hamper. That's true. In 42 years, no. I've never managed to get a fruit hamper. I've got a number of um, uh, summonses. <laughs> Your mum must be Subpoenas. quite corporate, is she? It's, oh, there's legal proceedings. Not you. I'm not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> well, Richard's mum. That's uh, quite a corporate gift, a hamper. No, she's just a generous woman, you know. She works... Uh yeah, no, she works very hard. So I think she works near a, uh, a florist, so she gets some great deals. I'm almost bargains. disappointed with hampers. <laughs> yeah. They, <laughs> you they, they promise a lot more than they offer. There's a lot of straw. There's a lot of straw. There is a lot of straw. I can see relish and then like big sort of clumps yeah. of tissue paper. I think yeah. you got jibbed, Rich. It's like a tiny jar of marmalade. Yeah. Is all oh, you're going to get out of there. You get a few tea bags. That, that fire just doesn't look very name brand, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Rosenborg wow. Danish Brie, my friend. <laughs> oh, is it? Yes. Well, the bar has been set for uh, your incredibly hot girlfriend. What's she getting in? Yeah. I'm not sure. No, I'm still, Ooh, I think I know. Fingers crossed something. Nice. What? what? I don't know. It's trying to be rude. Uh, I've got some more, believe it or not, it's for the callers. You'll yeah. be happy to know. I don't even know if there is time for the callers, but oh. if there is, that will be next on Get This. Ah, yes, Pete. Uh, Murray with opportunity yeah. here get this on Triple M and in all the uh, hubbub and uh, insulting of Richard Marsland I think I forgot to simply say happy birthday Richard happy Marsland birthday, happy mate. birthday mate thank you windswept and runway ready as always Still runway ready uh, Shane Board is with us and I think we'll go straight up the mountain where the number is one triple three five three, because I have a feeling we're running a bit late. Yep. Uh, Shane is here because, well, because he just likes to come in and, yep. uh, you know, see if he can get himself a free satiny caftan lounger. <laughs> well, I've got some entertaining to do. You've got yeah. some entertaining yeah. to do. And that's Uh-oh. when you need the caftan lounger. Have we got is the air conditioning gone again? Yeah, it's yeah. tropical in here. We need the caftans now. It's caftan yeah. weather. Yeah, it's but it's good caftan weather. <laughs> It'll be all caftans next week. But thank weather. God you're here. Starts yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow night on Channel 10 at 7.30. 7.30. It's, you've got to make stuff up. I'm in the first one, but don't you let that here. put you off. Uh, you've no, got to make stuff no, up. He's you spectacular. Yeah. You've got to pull things out of the back door yeah. from nowhere. So I thought, you know, let's ask the listeners if they've had to do that in real good life. idea. You know, have they had to walk through a blue door of their own, That's as it good. were? That's good. And uh, I'll kick things off. Here's one that happened to me. I order a magazine, a Mm. subscription magazine from Mm. America, Entertainment Mm. Weekly. Don't look at me like that. It's nothing like that. It's not Trailer Boat Monthly. It's nothing suspicious. I am. So every year I have to call Florida and renew my subscription. And every year I get some American can't understand me accent. 
And they always go, what is that, Austria? You get into all that, and it always, and inevitably my magazine arrives five blocks from my house and a neighbour has to deliver it to me because something was wrong on the label. Yeah. So then someone said to me this year, circumvent all that, bung on an American accent. Good. And you'll just, you'll feel sure. weird, yeah, yeah, but you'll but solve so work. many problems. Mm. So I've just gone, okay, so I've bunged on a bit of a, I was doing the slight Tony Soprano. Good. I'd like to uh, reorder your magazine. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I get there. And they put me through to the woman, and she says about three things, and it's like her third thing I realise, oh, she's Australian. <laughs> and she cannot understand a word I'm saying. <laughs> what is that, love? <laughs> I'd like to get a magazine. <laughs> it's uh, Melbourne. <laughs> and it was just a disaster. Well it was, but I had to keep doing it. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was, it was yeah. the point of no return. Stopped, yeah. You would look like a guy putting on an accent. And so yeah. they had someone from Australia in the Florida office. So that was kind of like, there we thank go. God. Yeah. Well, here. when I was in uh, at uni, I used to do a lot of, you know, you know theatre and, and sort of hanging around bars and going to parties and stuff. So inevitably I was failing most of the time. And I remember once I was like, look, this is they're actually serious now. They want to kick me out of uni. I haven't showed up for seven weeks, et cetera, et cetera. And my friend said, don't worry. And he told me what to do. And I went into the counsellor. And you sat down and you had the IC said, what's the matter? Why can't you get your work done? And you, and you just say that you're having a sexuality crisis. <laughs> right? All is forgiven. Is that right? Is that true? Yeah, I did it twice. So you just go in and they say, you say, oh, I've been hanging out and oh, I'm not really sure where my sexuality's at. And they just sign the form. <laughs> and you did it twice. What, yeah. to the same person? Yeah, no, different. Different. Oh, different you got to make sure yeah. you get a different counsellor. Is that how you got this job? Because well, it's a fair bit of thank God you're here style work to get on. Because he told me he could panel a radio program, Shane. Like. I read that, actually, in an interview. <laughs> Uh, no, not true at all. Not true. He Shane? was just wearing a costume. <laughs> uh, Shane, have you had to improvise your way out of trouble? I don't think I have, really. <laughs> yeah. Although I did. I remember years ago, I actually went to university for a minute and a half back in the 60s, went to Monash, and um, we, um, we got busted, lived in Baronia, got busted for laughing. It was late at night, and there were three or four of us. You know when you're about 18, 19, your yeah. laughter is, you just can't control it. No. It's joyous. And there was three of us rolling around laughing in the suburbs and the police came, picked us up, threw us in the back of the divvy wagon. <laughs> what are they going to do? Like, you know, book us for laughing. Yeah. I don't quite get it. Took us back to the, uh, back to the police station in Ferntree Gully yes. and grilled us about communist activity at Monash. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they love a laugh, those communists. <laughs> What's that about? Oh, this minute. has got nothing to do with this segment, by the way. How do you get from um, laughter to, to communism? Yeah. Because at that time, it was quite an active kind of camp. Because oh, the Vietnam oh, thing was going right, on, and right, there was Albert yeah. Langer. Do you know Albert Langer? Great big fat copper. You'd know that bloody Langer bloke, wouldn't you? <laughs> right, okay. And I suppose if you do, if you are seen laughing in the suburbs, you know, something, <laughs> yeah. something's wrong. Something's, yeah. Reds no, under the beds giggling like <laughs> fools. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> What's that about? It's one trick. <laughs> Like, oh, you're going to say we're going straight in? One triple three five triple three five three. In now, the spirit, you've also got uh, oh, there's dovetail? also some yeah. There's some cavaliers, believe it or not, Great. to answer as well. <laughs> so I've still got some of those bad boys left. So in the spirit of thank God you're here, yeah, 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 we're yeah. just going to walk through the door now. We have no yep. idea what who's on the phone. You, uh, hello there, Rick. Are you with us? Oh, Katie's on the phone to Rick. Wow. Oh, dear. This uh, is... We're going to have to improvise. Oh, I, oh no. Henry, and he's gone. Hello. <laughs> he's gone. Is it Rick? Hello? Who's, no, hello, no who's that? Hi, it's Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Uh, you're on air. Tell us, talk yeah. us through what happened to you. Well, I've got to admit something that's really bad. Good. I actually... My mum passed away last year at Mount Olivet. Yes. And this year, I used her as an excuse again to get a really good spot for River Fire. 
Uh, to get a really good spot for what? For River Fire. Is that... In Brisbane, the fireworks display with the oh. F-11s and everything. And so how did you engineer that? You just went, my well, mum's passed away, I'm not... I sweet-talked to, sweet to sister. Oh. Jeez, and I know, and it's really bad, but that's okay. a really good spot. Yeah, it's <laughs> a really good spot. Mum would have wanted me there. See, there's a great episode of Kerber Enthusiasm. Do you watch that? Oh, I love that. Where, yeah, Larry uses his uh, mother's death to get all kinds of, including getting his wife to sleep with him at one <laughs> point. I know. It's a good show. Hello, Fiona. Hello. How are you? I'm well, thank you. What did you do? I recently applied for a new job. Ah, I know this one. Yeah, you know, the first day in a new job is always hard, but the f- the first day of our promotion, only the second day on the job, there were customers lined up at this establishment and they were all coming through the door at me. I was the front person. They were asking me about product. I was literally reading it off the packet. My <laughs> mind was blank. They would say, so what does this product actually do? Tell me about it. And I'd go... Okay, let's see here. It's um, made in Australia. And <laughs> it's I, good. It's good for you. I had nothing. Now tell me, uh, Fiona, are you ready? Are you ready for a believe it or not? All right. I write a seal to work. You write a seal? Yeah, believe it or not. Not I. Someone in Take Five writes a seal to work. Right. Believe it or not. I don't believe it. No, you're right. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're right. You made that up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That was the kind of one that you make That's up. That's the only one I made up. I'd write a so seal to work. <laughs> oh, I thought it was believable. I thought it was somewhat believable. Hello, Adam. Hello, how are you going? Excellent. Talk us through it. Well, basically, I was up in Sydney um, attending a business meeting that I had to go to for work, mm. and I was in this office complex. I was wearing a suit and a tie, and I was looking all professional, standing around trying to work out where I was supposed to be going. Mm. And then I basically got pulled by someone. So, oh, good, you're here, you're here. Come along, come along, come along. And I'm thinking, oh, cool, right here. I'm being led to the meeting I'm supposed to be doing. And I walked into this room, and the guy handed me a PowerPoint projection clicker <laughs> and said, Rodio, let's go. <laughs> and I'm like... And I realised that the guy was actually under the impression that there was nothing to do with the meeting that I was supposed to be attending as a viewer. This guy thought that I was some guy who kind of flown in from Brisbane who was supposed to be holding this meeting. So I had this PowerPoint clicker in my hand. I looked at the first slide and I, just thought, I saw notes prepared on the table. I just went, stuff it. And I just went for it. <laughs> and wow, what was and this? I was, conduct- I was conducting this meeting on, uh, on um, movie classification guidelines for oh, about fantastic. 15 minutes before the guy from Brisbane actually rocked up and said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm late, people. <laughs> He's looking at me going, what's going on? I go, I think it's my cue to exit. So you got 20 minutes out of movie classifications. Yeah, about 20, 20 minutes to 25 minutes, yeah. Give us one of your insights. Oh, basically we were con- uh, discussing the, the differences between how you would classify a movie between M and MA, yeah. the different contentious material and classifiable elements. And it was very handy that everything was all nicely uh, in bullet point form on the screen oh, and on my notes, otherwise neat. I would have no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> That's well great. done, Adam. Adam, ready? <laughs> Yeah, Be- believe yeah. it or not. Oh, yeah. Hang on. Our calf and puppy are friends. Believe it or not. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. They are. It's always true when yeah, two different animals of yeah, opposing species are friends. Thank you, Adam. Thank you for believing. I hello. reckon we've got time for one more. Yeah, hello, Baz. Hello. Hello, Baz. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Excellent. Talk us through it. Is this uh, going to be that you um, bluffed your way through directing Moulin Rouge? No. <laughs> okay, sorry, just question. Basically, I'm a direct marketing rep, so I go to customers, I go door to door, I direct oh, market. Oh, yeah. Okay, and I have to think of my feet every single day. Right. I had a situation in the field the other day where I knocked at a customer's door and I promote for a gas and electricity company and I told them that I'm looking for the person in charge. Mm-hmm. And they told me that they're not here, they've passed away. Oh. 
Right. And I turned around and said, look, I've heard that one before. Ouch. <laughs> oh. and, right. Uh, how did that end up? And how did it go? Uh, I actually signed them up. You're kidding Oh, me. really? Yeah. Um, I just turned back into myself. I just turned around and said, look, I've heard that one before. And the guy just got really freaked out because it was his parents. Right. And his name was actually on the bills. Wow. And I explained what I was doing and signed him up. See, and, and, and I mean, is that a typical reaction? I mean, how bad do things get, though? I mean, do you ever find yourself physically abused, chased down the street? No, nothing like that, mate. You get, you get a few F-offs and stuff like that, but oh, nothing yeah. you can do about it. F-off. You've got to stay positive oh, and post. Oh, he's an F-boss. <laughs> 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 you got F-boss, no F-off. Well, that is a fantastic selection of lies and con men you've uh, arranged there, <laughs> Katie and Ed. That's no, fantastic. No that's, that's a whole episode no of... Oh, thank God you're here waiting to go. I love the way that Fiona was very careful not to identify her business. Yeah, everyone was. That was great. <laughs> I work at an establishment. Yeah, <laughs> hey, uh, your real story's on tonight. Real stories yeah, is yeah, on yeah, tonight yeah. on Nin- Channel 10. You're with our right. own boy Ryan Shelton. That's uh, worth the look. Mr. X and Y, 9 o'clock, she's going to rule. Also on uh, Channel 10 tomorrow night, you've got Thank God You're Here. Yes. Anything else we have to plug? Well, are you in 20 to 1 tonight, uh, young man? I think in return for Bert Newton coming on our show, I think... I think I have some dopey ah, things to say on yes, 21. I, mean, yes. I don't know that for sure. They may have cut them all out. Yeah, maybe. I know maybe. I was. I went in and they went, well, Ed Phillips has been in here, mate. The bar's raised. <laughs> so <laughs> so <I'm, laughs> you'll find out tonight. Shay, thanks for coming in. I yeah. had the best time since I don't know what. Great. Well, I do, but I can't tell you. I reckon <laughs> today's key phrase has to be whatever your catchphrase was on Are You Being Served Down Under. What was it? Do you remember? Uh, don't do that because I've got my pants around my ankles. <laughs> It's a Nickelback lyric. There we go. <laughs> and we'll be back tomorrow. It's our movie show with Lockie Hume. The shake. And so send us an email. It's all thanks to the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito. Happy birthday, Richard Marsland. Now it's all out in you know. Yes, he has his flop-top pair.